Hey, this is Fox Valley Voice with Bree Hayes. And Jaime Gutierrez. Hi. Hi, Bree. How's it going? Good. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? I can. So, you look like you have a nice little creative area you're sitting in there what what is that yeah i um i updated our guest room my studio into a little little creative nook for myself very nice yeah what kind of, uh, what kind of uh, creative activities do you find yourself doing there um i so i've been trying to do um like little watercolors and little collages it's just a way to get my creative juices flowing. Mm. Um, also set up to do some like fiber art type stuff, which like I I have a tendency to like want to go all in. Um, so I've been trying to do like really small things. So it's set up for when I want to get back to fiber, but I haven't gotten back into that yet. Well, I... I would like to see some of these items if if you're willing to share at some point. Um, eventually I will. I'm still in the like very like I'm not um <laughs> not not ready for prime time. No, no. I'm who, very who much is? like who is really? Who is who is ready? <laughs> I but like it is it is like helpful. Like we um my trained creative practice is in theater, which is um, theater as an art form is shut down right now due to the pandemic. And I had been out of it for a couple of years anyways. Um, so it's like nice to do something like tactile. It's nice to just like play around. Not gonna sell anything anytime soon, but okay. it's just nice to use that, that part of the brain. Yeah. Well, and uh, along those lines, is the reason why you and I are chatting right now is another creative project that we've been yeah. talking about for, I don't know, how many years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's also something that we've both dabbled in over the years. Yes. Um, I think that that is something that's interesting is like you were an OG podcaster. Been, uh, been dabbling as you say um for a very long time many years back uh back when i had to explain to just about everybody what a podcast was but we we're well beyond that now podcast yeah. is fairly mainstream yeah it's um it's a booming business some might say yes there are podcast companies and they are being bought and sold for hundreds of millions of dollars. So if only I had figured out my stuff <laughs> back, back in the day. But that's not why we're here. No, no. And I mean, um, that's interesting. So, I mean, I don't know. Are we, are we just going in? Are we going in? We're, we're in it. I mean, I know we're in it, but yeah. Do you want to back up and do a proper intro? Do you have one? No. I mean, that's kind of what we're why we're talking is uh, 
We need to no. This is not no. This is not the warm up. We're live. Well, not yeah. we're, we're not live, but we're rolling. We're rolling tape. Basically, I was like, "How deep can I go right now?" <laughs> well, the uh, <laughs> there might be some background noise, but um, no, that's okay. That's okay. It is okay. I, I'm in a I'm in a shared space, so uh, that's that's going to yeah. be part of the part of the show, but. Um, no, so you and I, we um, we've been talking about getting back into podcasting and creating, and um, mm-hmm. in the past, what we've done is we've gotten together and had some really awesome conversations. Yeah, uh, but it's all been off the record, and I think you know why not? You know, let's let's figure this out, and um, and this will be the show because yeah, I love it. So much, so much wonderful content has just not been lost because obviously you and I got to enjoy it, but, um, you know, maybe this will be the momentum that carries us into what our show will be. Yeah. Does that make any sense? It does. It does. Jaime, how did you get into podcasts? Oh, well, I mean, you know, for me, as probably for many, the gateway drug was This American Life. Totally. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> right? Um, and just, you know, wanting to not just enjoy the stories, but, you know, I had a very strong feeling like, man, I wish I could tell stories like that. And not that I personally am the one who has all the awesome stories, but I like talking to people who have cool stories. And so, um, you know, I'm kind of blanking on the exact year when I started doing it, but, you know, it's been, I don't know, seven, eight years. And I just started doing it and um, met a lot of cool people, which was part of the reason, another reason. Is because um, you have to have an in, right? To start talking to somebody, you can't just walk up to someone and be like, hey, I think you're really cool. And could we just talk <laughs> for an hour to a complete stranger? And I mean, you, know, you can, but like most people are going to be like, you're kind of crazy. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which might uh, be true. Who I'm knows? On, yeah. I'm on the phone with the cops right now. Just stay right where you are. Um, I do, I do have a question though. Yeah. Um, because like I've noticed this um, and I'm wondering because I feel like it might be similar to you. Do people just end up telling you their stories sometimes like even off air? Like um, were you a collector of stories before you started podcasting? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's okay. So now you, you want to go back even further, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So my love of stories and storytelling and story collecting, as you, you know, as you put it, I like that. It goes back to um, the street where I grew up because I grew up uh, as a young kid surrounded by a bunch of older, slightly older kids slash young adults. And I was the, uh, the, the quintessential little kid that kept following all these guys around. Right. And they were nice enough to let me hang out, but um, I loved listening to them tell stories because they had, uh, 
so much more experience than I did at that point, you know, and at this point I'm probably 10 and they're 16, 17. So that's quite a gap, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, they wouldn't hold back with their, with their stories. And, um, you know, I never, I didn't get that from anywhere else at the time. So, um, and, and uh, that's, that's kind of where it started for me was uh, just the, the, the miscreants uh, in my neighborhood, but um, it really tuned me into um, wanting to find out more, you know, not necessarily because I wanted to do the same things that they did. I, I just was a sponge. And uh, so I guess that kind of gave me the, the ear for, for, for personal stories. So I don't know. Does that answer your question? Oh, it definitely does. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then, and then I kind of got away from it for a little bit uh, because I didn't find uh, NPR and uh, Mr. Ira Glass until much later. But when I did, I was like, wow, um, this kind of reminds me of, of sitting around and, and listening to all these stories and, and um it, it, then it was then that it occurred to me that I could help talk to other people and help bring out their stories so that a wider audience could, could hear them. And that's, you know, that's kind of what I want to do. Totally. I love that. Um, what about you? When, where does your love um, of stories and storytelling uh, come in for you? I think, I think it started in high school. Um, and it started in, um, in doing theater. And I remember my freshman year, I took a drama class and I had no idea like what that even meant. Okay. So you didn't come um, from a, a theater family? No, no, not at all. Um, I just, I needed like an arts credit and I was like, I'll take drama. Um, and it was kind of weird because I was really good at it. Like when, I mean, this was early on, we did, um, we did this thing called like drama logs where we had to like draw a picture of an emotion. And then we had to like do like basically like a skit about it. And um, I remember like my classmates and like my teacher were like, you're really good at this. And I think it was, it was like, the first time I was good at something. Hmm. Um, and then what, what, what made you good at it? What was that early spark? I think it was, it was kind of like the out of the box thinking and like, and that's, I mean, it's kind of a lie. Like I was always a little bit like out of the box of how I interpreted how to do, um, homework or assignments or something like that. And it was a little bit performative. A lot of the time it was just that like drama class was the first time that that's what you're supposed to do. Um, <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't I, a, it, you weren't detracting from the work. You were actually doing the work. Yeah. And I was like adding my own personal flair. This was just the first time that like the flair was supposed to be there and not just like Brie, you're kind of a weirdo. Um, so 
Um, <laughs> it was it was like almost like it was the first time I had a container for that. Um, mm. So there's that side of it um, is like learning how to have a container for storytelling. Um, but then also, I think I've always been someone who folks have been like, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I'm telling you this. Mm. Like, mm. Um, and, a, and a lot of the stories end up being dark um, or like secrets or something like that. And so I, I've been a secret keeper for a lot of times, but um, in, in being someone that people will share their stories and share their secrets, you start to notice patterns. You start to notice that people have things that feel very personal, maybe like aren't actually as personal. I mean, they are personal, but like we, we all have like shared experiences or similar experiences. And there's no way to be like, oh, so-and-so has that same experience. Like you can't do that because it's a secret. It's not something that they want to share, but like storytelling is so powerful because it helps us um, see ourselves in other people. It builds that empathy. And again, like, yeah, like um, that was something that I loved about theater, but theater, even when I was graduating from college, I worked at one of the best theater companies in Chicago and it still felt like it was pulling teeth to get people to go to theater. Like it felt like a dying art form. So I would sit in my office listening to This American Life. And I was like, this kind of storytelling is so amazing because people can do it while they're at work. People can like be learning about other people and like building that empathy. And like, um, it was just like a beautiful, like click for me. Um, and it's also way cheaper. Like mm -hmm. theater is really expensive. And mm -hmm. again, we're in a pandemic right now. Um, and I miss it. But for me and what I wanted to do in life, it just like made more sense to find different ways to tell stories. Hmm. Okay. So there's there's another aspect to this that uh, that kind of propelled me towards making my own show in addition to the storytelling aspect is the community aspect. And I know that um, that's something that you identify strongly with as well. Um, community. <laughs> community. <laughs> you know. Um, community building. Yes. Um, and I kind of came to that later as well. I, I didn't have a lot of experience with being a part of any particular community, you know, not civic, not necessarily school organizations or, or anything like that. I'm not that I'm antisocial, quite the opposite, but um, just not in the framework of, oh, we are building community here and um, this is how you do it. So when I finally became aware of that and I became involved, um, I got real excited and very enthusiastic about it. And then, you know, probably not long after that, I thought, okay, so these are two different things that I really want to jump into. I want to do storytelling and I like this community building thing. So why not mash those up and, uh, you know, start telling stories 
along those lines, along the community building thing. And so that's why I started Fox Valley Voice, because that was my that was my uh, focus was let's find some cool people doing cool shit in the area and let's talk about that. So that's how that's what um what drew you to being curious about community? Um I think I got to a point where I I realized there there has to be more. You know, um you can only watch so much TV and you can only do your own thing and kind of be, I don't know. I don't know if the word uh, selfish is, is too strong, but um, you know, I, I, I was looking for more. And so that's when I started trying to, to look in my own backyard and start to try to get involved with things. And, um, and then I, that's where I started running into really cool people. And that's when I started hearing their stories about all the cool sh- shit they were doing. And I was like, oh, this is it. Yeah. Why didn't I do this before? <laughs> no, that, that makes sense. Um, so you, when did you move to the Fox Valley? 1997. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> Why is that cute? I was I was still in high school in 1997. Mm. And where was that? In Kansas. In Kansas. Yeah. Okay. I I moved to Chicago for college in 2001, and then I moved to the Fox Valley in 2015. Mm-hmm. So I am fairly new to the area, whereas you are you're old school. I'm old. I'm just old. You're not old. You're not old. I'm sorry that I dated the difference between our ages by when I was in high school. <laughs> that was rude. That was a no, rude that's all right. thing to do with our other podcast. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm not worried about it. In fact, one of the things I wanted to bring up at some point, why not now? Um, and let's, let's stick a pin in this and come back because I'm totally going to go off on a tangent. Um, I'm trying to make something a thing. And that is uh, celebrating your K-Day which is instead of just celebrating your birthday on the same day every year, you celebrate every time you turn another thousand days old. I know totally nerdy, right? Um, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, so it just happens that I noticed on my calendar today that next Sunday, the 14th, I am going to be turning 17,000 days old. Whoa. So, so do, like do the math. <laughs> yeah, man. But isn't isn't that kind of a I mean, I think that's a cool like you might be able to get some people to get excited about the fact that it's your birthday. But I think, you know, celebrating milestones like that, like if you tell someone, "Hey, I'm turning 17,000 days old. Um, we should do something." Like you might be able to yeah. get more people behind that um 17 is a weird number though like 17k is a weird one like 18k 20k 25k why is 18k better than 17k i don't know it just is it just is 
I mean, I will celebrate. Like, I also, I, I am a big fan of, we celebrate whatever anybody else wants to celebrate. So like, I mean, anything that you come to me with and you're excited about, and I want to celebrate this, I want to celebrate that with you. Okay. Um, but, but what I do you think do, about my, my campaign to get people to, uh, to start celebrating their, their K day? Um, I'm down. Like I, I'm not going to take the time right now to figure out how many K's I am right now, because I'd have to get a calculator. Like I'd have to do too much work. Um, and it would distract from this podcast, but I'm, I'm now excited to find out how many K's I am See? and when my next milestone is. And I will probably want to celebrate that. I also, I just like celebrating. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm down to celebrate just about anything, even so. Yeah, it's not that some... I'm saying this is stupid, but like even stupid things, I'm I'm down. Okay, like why what? not? What would be a stupid thing to celebrate? Um, I think pet birthdays are kind of stupid, but like I'm into them. Um, <laughs> gotcha days are kind of stupid, but I'm into them. Um, Wait, what was that one? Gotcha days, like when you got your um, rescue animal something like that oh okay um got it i mean yeah i mean i'm taco I'm, tuesdays is kind of stupid but like love a taco tuesday um that's always 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 reason for celebration i we have like this week is the anniversary of um tom hanks getting covid and like that's <laughs> that's a celebration it's when the world shut down NBA shut yeah. down. Yeah. I mean, Not because are, of Tom Hanks. The NBA know. shut down because um, a player that I do not remember his name um, had COVID and yeah. had and licked, then licked a licked microphone or something. Yeah. He also like he licked some of his teammates. <sighs> he didn't think he had it. He thought it was a joke. I mean, it was like I, I'm not throwing that guy under the bus. He um, I don't want to throw him under the bus. <laughs> it was, it was an early example of, uh, of our misunderstanding of, of the yeah. situation. Yes. And, and he's, we, he like, he gets a pass. Nobody else does, <laughs> but he definitely got a pass. All the people that didn't learn from him do not get passes in my, in my opinion, but. So yeah, this is an important point that you bring up, though. Uh, as we said, this is the eighth of March, and we are coming up on the one-year anniversary of uh, pandemic uh, quarantine shutdown, twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, and I, I don't know that we need to get into a bunch of stories about that right now, but I feel like. These are the stories that we need to start um, getting from other people in the area, in our community, yeah. you know, is what has happened to you this past year and how do you see us moving forward, right? I mean, that's kind of a huge question for all of us. Yeah, so, I love that. Um. You know, I mean, that that's what I'm interested in. I should ask you, you know, I'm not trying to to paint you in a corner here, but, um, you know, we've been talking about doing this for a while. So what are your thoughts? Like, what do you want? What do you want this show to be? Um, 
I, I think that's interesting. Um, and there was, there are a couple points this year that I, whether it was in a publication or social media or something um, that was Fox Valley oriented, that was um, cataloging, cataloging the experience of, um, of this past year. And I think there's some, there are these moments that I was like, oh, this is interesting because this isn't my experience. And this actually isn't the experience of most of the people that I know, um, because most of the people I know in the suburbs aren't, um, mm, might just have different perspectives. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that going back to like that kind of community um, and what you were saying earlier about wanting to get out and like learn about community and who are the people doing cool things um, when I moved here, um, moving to the suburbs from Chicago was a big, big lifestyle change, <laughs> just yeah. a really fascinating and not a, this is bad or, um, this is good. It was just different. Um, and I think it maybe takes some time to find Alternative is not the right word, but people doing cool shit is actually a great way to put it. Mm -hmm. And I think what's been interesting for me over this time period is seeing how some of the people doing cool shit have adapted and have um, had different perspectives maybe than what came up um, first thing on my Facebook from different, or first thing in a publication. Um, does that make sense? Am I making sense? I'm trying to like, I feel like I'm trying to walk a, walk yeah. a line there. I mean, so the first thing I think of when I hear you say that is, is kind of the opposite for me. Um, like th during this past year, I feel like I've kind of, um, I feel like I've disappeared. Um, I, you know, have treated the situation, you know, I'm definitely on the cautious side in terms of, you know, what's going on with our um, global health crisis. Uh, and so I've limited my contact and and my travels, which is very opposite of my normal state. I'm usually try to get to um, a lot of uh, different places, see different people, talk about different things, experience a lot of different events. And, and um, I don't know, it, I'm, I feel like I'm extremely out of touch and I feel like I've uh, not reached out very much and I can't tell you exactly why that is. I just, but I I'm, I'm ready. I'm, and this is part of why I've been 
hassling you because you said, Hey, we should do a show. And I'll, and all of a sudden I thought, yeah, yes. Yeah. Let's do, <laughs> I think I'm ready after almost a year, you know? Um, I don't know. Um, I, I get it. Um, so thinking about my timeline in Batavia, so I, I moved here in 2015. I opened up a shop in downtown Batavia in 2016. And I, it was literally being catapulted into a community. Uh, my shop was downtown. I am mostly an introvert. Um, unless like I'm in a situation where I feel like I should be talking or I'm asked to, to talk. And so, and that was a situation where I felt like I, um, I talked more than like I necessarily would. I was in the, I don't know, I was in a limelight that I wasn't used to. And I was mm -hmm. in a limelight for the amount of time that I had the shop, which was about a year and a half. Um, and then I was really tired of it. And I, I started, I feel like I started quarantining before it was cool. Like, <laughs> um, and, and I, you know, and I had honestly moved out here to like live a slower life. And so I was kind of excited to see what that would be like if I went back to kind of doing that because it's impossible to do that while running a small business. Um, but that to be said, I also, I've been very cautious and very slow and pretty quiet in, um, in the last year because I really felt like that was what was being asked of us. Um, and I think that it is important to adapt. Um, and I kind of took that seriously. And I was also like grateful to not be having to bust my bum as an essential worker or in the medical field or a small business owner or a teacher or anything like that. I don't even have kids. Like I didn't even have to like do the weird help my kids with Zoom thing. So mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, other than being furloughed for my job, I mean, and wearing a mask all the time, like, um, had a pretty slow, chill quarantine. Mm -hmm. um, and I too, I guess like I am, I'm curious um, what other people are up to. I do want to like hear from people. Um, but I am, I'm curious, like when you say, who do you want to hear from? Like who, who are your like ideal guests? Well, I mean, I I want to hear from anyone who who feels like they've got a story to tell. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be about quarantine. It doesn't have to, you know, it, it can be about, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of happened over the past. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, uh, <laughs> yeah. So we, we have it. We, we're just in March. Like we, we've got, we've got, um, we've got an uprising. We've got yeah. um, an election. Hmm. we've got an insurrection yep. we got some cults yep conspiracies happened so i'm i am open to 
to everything. It's just like, let's, let's start getting this out there, you know, and not in some kind of online forum where strangers tap away at their keyboards saying things that they would never say out loud, you know, like I want to have a conversation and I don't have a particular agenda I'm trying to push either. You know, I'm not saying, you know, it's liberal versus conservative or Democrat versus Republican or, or whatever, like let's start getting this stuff out there in our own voices. Let's have a conversation. Okay. And part of it, and this is a realization that I've had fairly recently, you know, I used to subscribe to that old saying about, um, you know, if you want to be polite, you don't talk about religion or politics, right? You've heard that? I have heard that. Yeah. I don't necessarily want to talk about religion still. <laughs> we can we can leave that one off the table. <laughs> but um, what I figured out is, okay, if you're trying to be quote unquote polite and not talk about politics, then that means that the only people who are talking about politics are the not so polite people. And I'm learning that that's, we, that can't be the only message. Yeah. So I have to now go way outside my comfort zone and start talking about these things. And not because, like I said, I'm not trying to push a particular agenda. What I would like to do is start having these conversations because um, we need to start understanding each other. And yelling and screaming and name calling is not, uh, I, I don't feel like that's the best way. But, I agree. you know, perhaps having some conversations, not to convince, but to understand. I, I like that. Um, out of the two of us, I'm, I'm probably the one that's a little bit more fiery about politics. Um, I would agree with that. And I definitely, um, I've definitely made my bed a couple of times um, out here because, and I think for me, I am coming from a very different perspective um, of urgency sometimes. And, and I think for me, it comes down to what we were talking about earlier of being a person who holds stories and who've had so many conversations with people. Um, and, and it made sense coming in city life um, because I've maybe heard those stories, but I've also just seen people living in very, very different ways at very different economic levels with different, um, I don't know, um, ways to leverage power, things like that. Just a whole different ballgame. And for me, living out here, it's been really fascinating because even, even the people that I know who 
vote the same way that I do and maybe value some of the same things that I do, um, there are certain things that I'm, I, I recognize that their tactics are different and mm-hmm. maybe their tactics fall into that. We're, we're going to be polite and we're not going to talk about um, politics or religion or we're not going to talk about certain things because also they, they aren't necessarily always um, things that are danger points for the average suburbanite. Um, they're only uh, really dangerous for someone kind of like on the edges on the outside um, or a place that's not the Fox Valley or not the part of the Fox Valley that we live in. Um, so um, when I would say 2016, I had a very different, I was fine to tell someone to go F themselves. I don't feel that way anymore. I know that that's not, that is not a strategy that works. Um, it's, it's also not a direction that I'm thinking that our show should take. Oh, what, what if it was, what if <laughs> we just bring people in here and breathe, like go F yourself. Um, that could be the name of I'm, our show. I'm proud of myself for keeping my, my F-bombs. See, I can even do that. Um, but I do, I do think that there is something that, um, it's not, it's not necessarily like that I've tempered. Um, it's just that like, I, I'm at the point where I am curious. I am, I am curious, especially in the light of how, um, how intense um, someone, it's fascinating that some of my neighbors have such intensely different worldviews than I do. Um, and, and I do think it's through, um, through actual conversation and curiosity and holding space for that, um, that will actually make a difference. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I feel like we're casting a pretty wide net here in terms of, you know, you asked me, what, what do I want to talk about? And um, I don't, I know that there is a value in, in specializing or in focusing, but really I'm thinking the focus should be what, what is it like? For you, the listener, not you, Brie, but for you, the listener, what is, what's it like for you here where we live? And what are you dealing with? What are your challenges? Or how, how are you killing it right now? You know, maybe you're doing awesome. Maybe you're a business owner or maybe you're um, working with a local nonprofit and you know, you're really doing some, some good work and I think those are the things that I, I want to get out there. You know, let's talk about all that stuff. Is that too big? Is that too wide? Um, yes and no. Um, I think, I think it'll be interesting because is basically, are we basically going to put this episode out and be like, 
hey, if you want to talk to us, holler back at us. Is that, is that yeah, what we're we can do that. I mean, we can certainly tell people that you could find us at foxvalleyvoice.com and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that. Um, but also, you know, you and I can go out and find people to talk to as well. Um, I mean, I, it's, I think what I'm most excited about and, and, you know, maybe it's going to take a little bit of time, but I'm okay with what we're doing. I'm okay if it evolves over time. You know, I don't know what people want. I don't know what, what kind of response. I don't, you know, I don't know what kind of feedback we're going to get, if any. It might, it might just be you and I talking to each other every week or however often we want. I wonder if people would like that. Someone would. <laughs> Maybe not. I'm like, who would like that? I was like, maybe, no, I don't know who would like that. Um, there, was, there are people that like us. Yeah, there are people who like <laughs> us. And even those people would not listen to that. I, that's what I got to. I was like, I, James yeah. isn't going to want to listen to this. <laughs> James right, is right. my partner and Jaime's, Jaime's bestie. So My best bud. Um, yeah. So I definitely think that uh, we do need to bring some outside voices in. Um, and okay, question. Yes. Because we we just, um, and, I, and I don't know how honest this is, um, because like, I mean, you're like, I don't have a, an agenda. Um, and, and I can, I can say that I don't have an agenda, but I do have a point of view. And mm-hmm. I know that you have a point of view too. We all do. Yes. Um, are we asking people to come on that have an agenda or are we asking people to come on to tell a story? Because I think, I think that that is something that's interesting is that, um, you know, like a lot of podcasts, like they work, um, they work as like publicity. So, you know, like so-and-so wrote a book, they're going to come on this podcast. Um, so-and-so has a business they're going to come on and talk about their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's a lot of, there's still a lot of value in those conversations, but if we're saying that we don't have an agenda, are we asking people to bring their agendas or are we asking people yeah. to be like, well, kind of throw their hands up and be like, I've got a story to tell. This is a very good question, Bree. Um, and my answer is that I believe that we should have a framework and uh, not to sound so cliche, but, um, we, we kind of have to come up with a mission vision values, uh, statement for ourselves. Like what is, okay. Yeah. What is our agenda? What's, what's the point? Um, but. I feel like for me, if you were to ask me that question right now, and and this, this could evolve for the show, but my purpose would be to encourage conversation in order to increase respect and understanding. Okay. Okay. 
Um, yeah, that's something to think about. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. I'm not against that. <laughs> I'm not against respect and understanding. <laughs> and celebration. Let's add that in there too. What if we only have people on on their K days? Man. People have to figure out their K days <sighs> in order to be. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm already starting to rethink the fact that I shared that with you. Why? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's like a really good what's your K day? It's a good icebreaker. Mm. It's uh it's a, just another way to ask someone how old they are. It is. It is. It's a really complicated one. Yeah. Which people um, that's another thing that people don't like to talk about. They don't like to talk about their ages. Mm. Um I think what I do like is that I um I I don't actually like having uncomfortable conversations. I don't, I don't like getting down to the nitty gritty of it. I think it has to happen sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I do. Um, well, I, I don't do like think- it. E- I don't like it either. I, I didn't want you. I don't want you to feel like this is what I'm getting at is let's, let's make people very awkward and uncomfortable. And that's our show. No, I don't think that you think you are saying that at all. I'm afraid that you thought that I was saying that, that I, no. I want to like get down and like. Yeah, but um, I also feel like, you know, um, this might be part of our value proposition is, um, you know, some weird shit has been going down recently. And I think part of the reason is because we're not talking to each other. So let's talk about it. Um, I, do you listen to the Brené Brown podcast? Uh, I've heard, I've heard a couple of episodes. I'm not a regular subscriber. Should do I be? Do you listen to the shame podcast? Do you listen to the podcast about shame? Hmm. No, I'm, 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 I'm pretty full up on shame. I don't need to listen to it. <laughs> um, I think if in the way that you said like judgment and not judgment, you used, um, what are, what are the words for like a mission? You said oh, understanding, re- respect and understanding, respect and understanding. I think if I had like two buzzwords, um, uh, it would be building empathy and undoing shame. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I and I don't think we put that like on on an infographic. Like we don't put that like the word shame on our logo. But like <laughs> I think I think that there are there are a lot of people having feelings of I I made my bed and this is this is the experience that I'm having and like there are other brave souls who have had experiences and gotten through it and want to tell their story. And I think that those are the stories that sometimes that we hear and we're like, oh, if this person got through that experience, I can get through that this experience too. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and like my, my background um, is in, like I started doing crisis work for victims of rape and sexual assault when I was 18 years old. And so that has been something that's been a part of my life for 20 years. And it's something that a lot of, not just women, but like a lot of men too, have a lot of shame about. And I don't want to talk about this on the podcast. I'm just saying that like that, I think is something that has changed my vantage point and understanding the shame that people hold of experiences that, um, that they felt powerless in. Um, I think that that translates to a lot of different things. And I think that this year, people, a lot of people have maybe never felt helpless before felt helpless. Mm -hmm. um, or we're just like, everything's wild. What is going on? So. Mm -hmm. These are, these are fantastic points, Brie. We should be recording this. <laughs> Oh wait, we are. I was about to say it's a it's a damn shame that you forgot to record this time. <laughs> oh, trust me, I've looked about uh, seventy times to make sure that the the red the red light is on. Um, no, but that is something that we would say, like in previous uh, discussions about, you know, hey, we should do a show, and then we we have this amazing conversation, and and we're not we're not documenting. Um. But to, to go back on, on what you were saying, um, I found it fascinating over the past year that we all started in March having a very common experience, everybody almost, right? Like it was probably one of the only times in my lifetime, I don't know about, you know, historically, but um, for everyone to be going through the exact same thing at the exact same time. I mean, have you ever, can you think of another instance of, of that happening? Um, no, I mean, and I think the closest thing that we have is September 11, but yeah. like that was, again, that was, that was a moment and it, and it wasn't the same because it was, it was something that maybe we felt in different places, but mm -hmm. it wasn't the same experience of folks actually in New York. And, and I think like, and I think that that's, it's interesting because as we know, people have had very different experiences, but, right. but right. the container was the same for all of us, especially, especially early on of there's this thing, we know it's bad. We know it's really bad, but we also don't know how bad it is. We don't know what we're supposed to do. Right. And we're scared and we're confused and we're sad. And, and yeah. And, and I guess I thought, okay, we're all, I mean, this is now another cliche. We're all in this together. Um, but then it became very apparent that, uh, as you said, there were a lot of different experiences that were actually taking place. And, um, you know, the tone, the tone changed from, you know, boy, doesn't this suck, but at least we're, we're all miserable right now. <laughs> yeah. But then it, uh, you know, and then various things started happening and, and, um, 
the the massive deaths in in certain parts of the country and then the social unrest in Minnesota and and elsewhere and and then it just um it just kind of unfolded from there and um i went from a feeling of hey we're all in this together to i have no idea what's going on anymore anywhere yeah um so but um okay let's uh let's start bringing it to let's start bringing it around here cuz um I don't want to keep you from the rest of your evening and, and uh, what are, what are our takeaways here? Did we figure um, anything out? Yeah, man, I think, <laughs> I think we did. I think, um, I think that this is a experiment in mm-hmm. a very good way. Again, Things will evolve. Things will, of course, evolve. But I like the idea, especially right now and where I feel right now is asking people who has a story to tell and seeing if anybody takes us up on it. Mm -hmm. And if no one takes us up on it, we're going to make our friends do it until <laughs> and I, I did I had someone a, I was had gonna a tell a story damn it had all of my friends come on it um but no I mean and not just our friends but like I think I I agree with you like I was trying to like build up cachet on the podcast that you produced for me Rivertown Life um in order to have the cool conversations that I wanted to have and I never did and what's great, Jaime, is like, you've had this podcast for a while. Thank you so much for bringing me on as, co- as a co-host. Um, but if nobody takes us up, I got a running list of people I want to talk to. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. you do too. We'll sure. figure it out. And, and also another thing I did want to say was, um, you know, we are, we did talk about, all right, let's move forward. Let's be co-hosts. But that doesn't mean that, um, you know, like if there's someone that you want to have a conversation with, then do it, right? Like I don't, it doesn't always have to be, you know, this doesn't have to be the Regis and Kathy Lee show. Okay. I love, I love it though. I like, and I loved Regis and Kathy Lee growing up. <laughs> I, and like, and I, I hear you on that. And I do think that there will probably be some conversations that like, yeah, will make sense for you to talk to someone or me to talk to someone. But um, but I do also think that we really level each other out. I think I think like our we we have very different perspectives, but we both really respect each other's perspectives. And I think having like a three person conversation is not a bad thing. Um, I agree. I agree. I just wanted to to put that out there though because. Um, you know, I, I I want you to have freedom. Totally. And I want you to have freedom too. But um, I don't know. Like, part of the reason I'm doing this is because I want to talk to you, you too, Jaime. Like, Aww. That's really what I was getting at. I just wanted you to say that out loud. Um, one of my favorite things when you used to um, produce the podcast that I did a couple of years ago is that sometimes I would say things 
and I would watch your face as I was saying it, like, oh, what, what did Brie just say? And what was great is that, again, it's kind of, it's like I've had to recalibrate to the suburbs of what, what can I say and what, what should I not say? Um, because it was always on this line of like, I mean, I don't even know, I didn't even realize that I should say that, like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be listening back, like, what was that controversial thing that I said? And it never, and I think that, again, it, I don't think it was ever too much, but um, I'm wondering what that is now. Should we go back to the, to the archives and figure out what shocking things you used to say? I don't, I don't think I said it. I think it was, again, it was just the like different, we were towing different part party lines, um, in those moments. And, um, again, I think that that's sometimes great because we check each other. Okay. Um, I don't want to go back and listen to uh, the old podcast no? that I recorded okay. in 2016, 2017. That sounds horrible. I don't want to listen to this, but I will. <laughs> oh, well, that doesn't bode well for, for our show. We should thank our, 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 our dear listener right now who's listening to us. And I am going to throw out a phone number. No one has ever taken me up on this, but I, every once in a while, I will put the phone number out there and ask if you wanted to record a short 60 second story or a pitch or something, an idea. Or if you want to ask us advice, can we, can we have an advice? Absolutely. Yes. And not, okay. Here's what I love about this. If you asked us a question about anything to do with whatever area of coverage we decide we decide upon, whether it's topical, geographical, whatever, either we will give you an answer or we will find somebody who will. How about that? That's great. Okay. But like also just like advice on like best barbecue. Oof. Um, best pizza, love advice, mostly pizza. Um, I don't have kids, but I do. Um, I have, I have, children. I mean, does, and I have a lot of opinions. So, um, yes. okay. So, <laughs> personal stories, ideas for the show, advice questions. You can submit all of those if you call the hotline 630. 492-0369. What do you think? Is anyone we'll going to do We'll play it? you on the air, unless you ask us not to. Oh, no, no, no. No. If you submit a, a, a comment, it will get played on the air. We reserve the right. Your words... If you can, call, you are consenting. Yes. You can and will be used. Can and may be used. Wait, how did they... Um, How's the Say that number one more time? The number 630-492-0369. I had to look it up because it has been used so infrequently over the past half a decade that I don't even have it committed to memory, but maybe we can change that. Yeah, I think um, that's going to be one of my number one uh, goals is to get that phone number used. Yeah. or um, Even if people just prank it. You can also um, record a memo on your phone, right? A voice memo. 
Yeah. And you can email it to talk, T-A-L-K, at foxvalleyvoice.com. Maybe we can do it that way. Yeah. Those are great ways. Okay. Um, special right. thanks to James Cardis for the original music for this podcast. Absolutely. Our musical director, James Cardis. Um, we're going to put his links to his uh, social medias uh, in the show notes. And um, what do you think? When, when are we going to talk again? Monday. Okay. Next week. Are we just going to do this every Monday? Every so, other Monday? It sounds good to me. I mean, again, it's a fluid situation. Yeah. We record on Mondays, guys. Record on Monday and uh, posted shortly thereafter. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to do a whole lot of editing. I didn't expect you to. It's going to be natural, at least for now. Yeah. Until all the sponsorship dollars start rolling in and we can hire staff. Are we going to get a Patreon? Can people, sure. can people pay us yeah. to do this? Yep. Cool. Sure. Yeah. What do you think? Y'all, we have a Patreon. It'll be I'm, set up by the time we do this. <laughs> we've, we've put this out in the world. If you feel Give us five bucks. Yeah, five bucks. And that will go towards um, encouraging respect and understanding in the Fox Valley. And um, building empathy and getting rid of shame. <laughs> <laughs> How about... I don't, I don't, I'm kidding. Is, um, is, uh, empowerment, uh, kind of a analog for, for getting rid of shame or is that something different? Um, we might, I mean, I'm just trying to about, think of it. I think you're, you're looking for a party line word. I think we have different ideas of party line words that are, um, that are appropriate. And I think that, um, I doubt we're going to have a guest for next, uh, epi like our next episode next Monday. Don't, don't put that. So out maybe we can get more into the nuances of what we're doing mm -hmm. and what, what those buzzwords are. All right. Um, Brie, I want to thank you so much for your time on this, uh, fantastic Monday evening. And, um, I know I will be taking notes over the next week and, um, you probably will too. And, and we shall reconvene. Yes. Um, Jaime, I want to thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'm so glad to be joining the Fox Valley Voice team. I look forward to our next conversation. Also going to take some notes. Going to send you that Brene Brown podcast to listen to. Mm, please do. Um, and uh, yeah, I think this is going to be really cool. I'm really excited. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, we're going to look back at this show this time next year. And we're going to say, gosh, can you imagine that's where we started? And it's going to be so close to your 18K. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Jaime. This has been great. Thank you, Bree. We'll talk to you soon. Okay.
Bye.